What are you doing? What are you up to? Talk to me. What are you watching this summer? What shows are you into right now? Huh? You into the Olympics at all? Is it just me or do the Olympics seem to be on the back burner right now? Not a lot of buzz for the summer games. See, I remember growing up. The Summer Olympics? It was like wall-to-wall fun glued to your television set for a couple of weeks. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'll get to it with track and field. Maybe a gold medal game for hoops. Maybe a little swimming. Maybe I'll tune in for judo or taekwondo or badminton or no, I won't. I mean, if I actually set aside some time to get on the couch, I'd probably get into it. But some of these sports, after 20 seconds, you're like, I get it. They're good at this. Okay. They're good at this. They trained for this. Great. Oh, archery. Phenomenal. Hey, hit the bullseye. Hit the bullseye again. And back to Netflix. Really, our attention span, can we still do some of these ancient sports? They're still doing javelin and shot put. They've been doing javelin and shot put since 776 BC. You think I'm kidding? Look, there's a few subjects I do not joke about. And ancient Olympic sports, it's just something I don't joke about. You want to know what they were doing back then? They were running. They were doing track. Honestly, this is thousands of years ago. They were still running. Hey, who's the fastest in this village? Oh, you are, Pete? Yeah, I mean, they say I'm pretty quick. Well, Pete, put on some clothes. What? Clothes? What's that word, clothes? Oh, That's right. Everyone's butt fucking naked. That is a fact. I'm going to tell you the original Olympic sports, and I want you right now to picture people doing these naked running. Okay, you picturing that? How about long jump? Long jumping naked. Shot put? Naked. Javelin? Naked. Boxing was an original Olympic sport? Naked. Pancration, which is just bare-knuckle battles, naked, and equestrian. People taking their naked ass up on a horse for a nice, good old-fashioned competition. They interview the horse after that. They had it go out there in the 776 BC Olympics. I did not enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the bulls resting on my backside as they competed to honor the gods, to honor Zeus. Please welcome your original Olympic athletes. Speaking of welcoming the athletes, the story out of South Korea is so amateur. It's so funny in a way, but we can't laugh at things like that in 2021. We can't. We're too sensitive. All right. We look for something that's going to bother us and then we skewer it. Don't we? Isn't that the politically correct world we're striving for? Of course, in many ways. But when a South Korean TV network is tasked with finding fun facts about the countries as their athletes are introduced for the opening ceremony and the fun facts they find are inappropriate, well, it becomes one of the most ridiculous stories you'll read. If you haven't heard about it, everything I'm about to say is true. Everything I'm about to say is true. So I'm just going to say these things. I'm just going to say these things. There's going to be no offensive Korean accent. I'm just going to speak the way I speak. If anything, you could just pretend it was on American television. Could you imagine if NBC approached the opening ceremony with this bullshit? Once again, amateurs 
amateurs working at NBC South Korean television are trying to find fun facts about some of these countries being introduced at the opening ceremony, right? This is when they come out, all the athletes come out with their flags and their warm-up suits, smiling, taking photos. You know, they work so hard to get on the grand stage. And then South Korea basically mails it in. Ah, yes, a very special night here on NBC as the athletes are now coming into the stadium nation by nation. A lot of pride on display as Team Romania has entered the arena. A lot of great runners and weightlifters coming out of Romania, but it's important to note that Dracula is Romanian. That's right, Transylvania. Not a fictional place, a real place. If you're Romanian, you might be related to good old Dracula, who, quote, might want to suck your blood. That's true. There was a logo of Dracula up when Team Romania came into the arena. Ooh, Larry, don't look now, but Team Italy has made their grand entrance onto the big stage here in Tokyo. And of course, a lot of these Italians uh, eat pizza? Who came up with that logo? True story, they just put a big, fat pizza stock photo up when Italy entered the arena. A special night for these Ukrainian competitors. A lot of these athletes from the Ukraine are very happy to be here tonight. And oh, that is a picture of Chernobyl. Chernobyl, the largest nuclear explosion in the history of the world. Major accident. Pretty sure those athletes might not want to be associated with it. But our production team has apparently decided they no longer want to work for us. Here at NBC South Korean Television, we're probably going to apologize afterwards, but we're just going to keep this train wreck going. Ah, look who it is. The wonderful athletes from the Marshall Islands. Where are the Marshall Islands? I don't know. I don't own a map or a globe. I couldn't even find them in any atlas, but the Marshall Islands, once a major nuclear testing site for the Americans. What the fuck? Who wrote my script? There's a picture of a nuclear testing site. We wish all of those athletes from the Marshall Islands good luck. Um, now scared to look back at the teleprompter as the athletes from Haiti are coming out of the tunnel. I don't want to read this. Oh boy. Oh fuck. Okay. Uh, there is a photo of tremendous upheaval representing Haiti. And my script says their political situation is fogged by the assassination of their president. Okay, maybe I will quit before I have to keep reading this nonsense. That one is totally true. For Haiti, they talked about the assassination of a president. And finally, Larry, I want to direct your attention to the great athletes of Syria who are coming in to the opening ceremony tonight. It's been a long journey for a lot of them. And tonight they get to celebrate in front of a bunch of cheering fans. Oh no, oh no. Read the teleprompter, Linda. Okay. It says, Syria, rich underground resources. Son of a bitch, I quit. Syria, rich underground resources. Okay, that's almost as bad as Dracula. We didn't Google any of those resources. We just want you to know that Syria, a country we know nothing about, we were able to Google 
about six seconds before they came out of the tunnel and entered the arena, and we found out that they have rich underground resources. I'm just getting word that they build some things with these resources. From time to time, they build things. And cut. All right, that was live. That was live. South Korea has a TV network called NBC, and right afterwards, they apologized. They said, oh, our bad. That was inappropriate. Yeah, we were up against the clock. Uh, Some of our interns were tasked with some things that they weren't comfortable with, so they just found the first image and read a few Wikipedia pages, and that's the product you get. So it was inappropriate. That's the word they were using. That was inappropriate. Yeah, offensive to some, funny to others. I don't know. But what a story. There were legitimately viewers in South Korea who did not find that to be inappropriate at all. I bet they were just learning. All right, underground resources. Okay. Assassination, pizza, salmon for the Norwegian athletes. They put a picture of salmon up there. Yeah, they eat smoked salmon. Some people are probably just nodding and watching this, not even questioning, whereas a lot of people were outraged. I'm outraged. Here I am trying to watch the athletes enter the opening ceremony, and I'm outraged that they would minimize the great accomplishments of the Romanian athletes to Dracula once lived there in Transylvania. Holy shit. But if that was the assignment, let's just say I'm the teacher, I got a 15-year-old sophomore, and I give him the project. Hey, your assignment is to find out a fun fact for each country as they enter the Olympic Games. Just how would you introduce a country if you had to whittle it down to one fun fact? And if I had a student turn that in, turn that hot steaming pile of dog shit in, it's probably a C minus. Let's just say there were no grammar, spelling, punctuation errors. It was just lazy and inappropriate. Then I have to have a meeting with them and say, all right, you know what? I realize you followed the rubric to the best of your abilities, but this is not exactly what the assignment called for. I'm going to give you about four more days. Why don't you go back to the drawing board and turn something in with a little more attention to detail, a little more effort. How about that? I don't think it's an F. Maybe like a D plus C minus, right? And what do we even expect from our TV networks? I actually don't know the answer. I'm just rhetorical, just throwing it out there. I do love picturing young interns who are trying their hardest in South Korea. That's what I'm picturing. I don't know if that's the case, but young interns who get this big assignment. Hey, it's the Olympics. We're going live tonight. You need to help us. This is your chance, Walter. Come on. You've been getting everybody coffee for six months. Now we're going to give you a big assignment. Come on, Walt. And he's like, oh, fuck. Pizza, salmon, Chernobyl. Ah. The summer games. The Olympics simultaneously evolve and remain the same old shit, don't they? Like the Olympics still track swimming, archery, canoeing, all these things that you could have done 500 years ago. You could have done 1,000 years ago. And then they occasionally add mountain biking and skateboarding. And in four years, no joke, they're adding break dancing. So it's going to be cool. I was thinking that's kind of like airplanes, airplane travel. I've been thinking about traveling with kids. Nothing this summer. Nothing this summer. Zero trips, zero vacations, good amount of monotony. 
Okay? It's a lot of monotony lately, but it's the good kind. Good kind of monotony. I'll take this kind of monotony. Something like a monotony. But as we all grow up in this house, as we all grow up, we're going to be taking trips. My wife and I just talked about this. You got to live life like there's no tomorrow. It's kind of true. You can't act like you have a bunch of days. You got to act like our time is finite. So if you're saying, I've always wanted to see New Orleans, or I've always wanted to go to Mount Rushmore, or the great strip clubs of Portland, if you've had these aspirations, it's time to start doing them. And now we'll do them as a family of four. Hey, pack the bags. Make sure the zippers on the fanny packs are all functioning. It's time. But that's daunting. Flying with little kids, it's daunting. I know everybody has to do it. But nowadays, you could just throw an iPad in front of their faces, right? Give them that screen time. Silence them. I even heard Obama say that on Conan. Barack Obama. He was on the Conan podcast and he said, Yup, sometimes uh, Michelle, she'll just uh, know when to pull out the old uh, iPad. And uh, Joe Chabadabita, Oh, yeah, Conan, for all that travel. You can't be a stranger to uh, the technology. Michelle would give Sasha and Malia the iPad. Just let them check out. Give them a fruit roll-up. Maybe a Lunchables. Let them coast. True that. Not a great Obama. Got to work on it. Uh, Bob. Mr. Bobolina. Mr. Uh, Bob Dobolina. Mr. Dobolina. Mr. Bob Dobolina. Uh, of course, Michelle. And I used to really enjoy our time with Bob, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. Oh yeah, Mr. Bobalina, Mr. Da Bobalina, Mr. Bobalina, Mr. Da Bobalina, Mr. Bobalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Bobalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina wants to quit. Of course, yeah, Michelle would really have a great time when Bob Dabalina would show up, Sasha and Malia, get their iPads on the flight, give them a fruit roll-up, maybe a string cheese, organic preferred. <laughs> you know, Conan, I always thought Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, you want to feel this, Conan? Yeah. That's Bob uh, Dabalina. That's Mr. Bob Dabalina to you, Conan. Huh. All right, I don't know what the hell that was about, but airplane travel has evolved so much just in terms of what we bring into the cabin, what we, the passengers, feel the need to bring into this airplane. I do remember the 80s where it was some crayons, an Etch-A-Sketch, and maybe a book. Nothing was electronic in the bag. In the carry-on bag, you just come on, simply find some paper to draw on. Well, drawing will probably buy an hour. My Etch-A-Sketch will probably buy me 7 to 12 seconds of fun. Maybe Mad Libs. Maybe I could bring on some Mad Libs. I need a verb. I need a noun. I need an adverb. And now let's laugh. And then there would be that special announcement. 
today's uh, in-flight movie. Everyone's like on the edge of their seat. Oh, the in-flight movie. See, that puts you on the same team. Bunch of strangers come into that airplane, but when they announce the movie, you become a team. The in-flight movie will be Aaron Brockovich. Julia Roberts shows us all with the captain of the plane have to describe the plot. Julia Roberts, with a powerhouse performance, shows us what taking care of business is all about. That's Aaron Brockovich. Headsets will be coming around for $6.94. We hope you have exact change. And everyone goes nuts. Aaron Brockovich. Aaron fucking Brockovich. Bro, that's supposed to be good. Get that headset. Maybe there's like a mini community TV. This is... Not too long ago, what, 20 years ago, there would be a few TVs connected to the roofs, to the roofs, and everybody's head would be cocked back with their headsets watching the same movie. There's no etch-a-sketches. No one's doing Mad Libs on their laptops. Probably not even reading books, but Kindles. And for those kids, hey, we don't want to hear a fucking peep. Give them the iPad. Give him the bounce patrol and shut the fuck up. Baby shock. You don't have 70 people watching Aaron Brockovich anymore. It's no hard copy anything, but it's still what? Four and a half, five hours to get to New York. A lot of the experience is still the same. Come up and down the aisle with the same drinks and the cart. Peanuts, pretzels. Pretzels, peanuts. There's still Sky Mall. Isn't there? There's still Sky Mall to buy fancy dog dishes and Snuggies and wine racks in the shape of a flower bouquet. Sky Mall? Oh my God. Sky Mall will buy you 40 minutes of maybe we need that. Huh. Maybe we do need our own ketchup container. It shouldn't be in its own bottle. Mom. Mom, for ketchup? Can we put it in this angel vase? Sky Mall. You can make the call right now. There used to be a phone connected to the chair in front of you. Grab the phone, call Sky Mall. That still happens, right? Everyone's using Sky Mall. Hey, Mom, are we low on fluorescent lighting for our attic? Josh, we don't have an attic. But Sky Mall says that we should probably get more fluorescent lighting in the attic. Or a runner for our foiree. Josh, do you know what a foire is? I don't. Mom, is there a chance we need these eggshell lace curtains for our solarium? Hey, Josh. We don't have a fucking solarium. Sky Mall. Shit. Are we evolving? I'm watching a little more Black Mirror lately. The not-too-distant future. Are we evolving with transportation? I know we have more bullet trains imagine cars will soon be allowed to go a little faster, right? Speed limits, maybe in 20 years. They're going to be more like 90 MPH on the highway is legal. Just guessing, just spitballing here. Flights. Is flight going to be quicker? Like you could get to Italy in two hours. In 100 years. Can you get to Italy in two hours? I'm asking. If you're science-minded, you know that this is probably... The most sophomoric rant of tomfoolery you've ever sat through. But if you're just like, hey, 
We're evolving. We're advancing in so many other areas. What about flight? Can you get to New York in like 20 minutes in 100 years? Huh? Huh? We're going to have such short attention spans as we continue on this path of just needing immediate gratification with everything. I want my food fast. I want my entertainment fast. I want my education fast. I want my apps fast. Anything that feels a little old school in terms of speed, we're not going to tolerate that. Shit. And that's Dracula on the screen. As the Romanian athletes have arrived, we want to remind you that Dracula, what are we doing? That's a little inappropriate, Tom. All right. If you have access to your childhood home, let's just say your parents still live there. I don't know who you are right now listening, but do you still have access to your childhood bedroom, garage, attic, basement? Where are your things? Have you lost everything that you've accumulated in life? Is it actually at your house right now? Or is it at your mom's, your dad's, your grandparents? Where's your stuff from back in the day? I'm a grown-ass man, but a lot of my stuff is still at my mom's. Same house that I grew up in. And once a year, she says, come over for an hour and get your shit. And I go, all right, all right, all right. I'll declutter the garage. I'll get all my photos. I'll get all my tapes, all my garbage pail kids, all my pogs, all my programs, all my sports illustrateds. I'll get them. Don't worry, I'll get them. All my adult film tapes. Just kidding. Come on. Come on. We're having fun. Anywho, Bob Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. So yesterday I said, all right, I'll come over for an hour. I'll declutter. I did none of that. I went straight to a shelf with albums that I've never seen before. Albums labeled 1977 to 1978. And I wasn't born. I'm now looking at these photos of my parents. My sister was a baby. Their group of friends. The homes they would party in. The fashion. And you look at a photo and just analyze what's going on. Just a normal photo. Not even of an event. Not like at a wedding, a bar mitzvah, a graduation, but just stare at a photo of, you know, day to day, having coffee, families having coffee in the living room. Something from over 30 years ago, maybe 40 years ago, 50 years ago. If you have access to photos like this, your relatives, when they were all young and really good looking and the fashion was just sharp, try to not feel every emotion. You go, damn, they were so pretty. Wow. So handsome. So beautiful. Look at that. Wow. And it just looks like the good old days. That's what every picture could be labeled. The good old days, the good old days, the good old days. Your mind will go to a place that makes it very positive. Oh, must have been so happy that day at the park, at the beach. They must have been so happy at that dinner party. Look at them. So happy. We create a narrative. We create a fictional narrative because, you know, people in that picture might be pissed off might be depressed, might be sick. Someone might have had a cold, found out some bad news, but they're like, all right, we're taking a picture. One, two, three, click. It shows up in an album from 1976 in my garage. Now I'm looking at it thinking, wow, everybody was happy. Everybody was healthy. Everybody was fashionable and beautiful. And I thought, good old days, good old days. I'm in those right now, right now. My daughters are going to look at photos of me. Eh, maybe not now, but within the last 10 years, later in life when they're in their 40s they're gonna find photos of mom and dad and go wow mom used to do her hair that way 
whoa, dad was ripped. He must have gone to the gym a lot. Oh my God. Dad was stunningly hot. So handsome. Oh my God, dad's calves? Whoa, he must have did a lot of calf lifts. Calf raises. And look at mom. Oh my goodness, I love her dress. I wonder if that's in a box somewhere. Where's that dress? And our daughters are going to look at old photos of parents and we'll look young and happy. And it's going to make them feel a lot of things. Probably some joy, but also sadness because it's the most in-your-face evidence that life is kind of quick, that we age pretty quickly. I mean, you try to be mindful, you try to be in the moment, but really, you go look at an old album and you go, shit, it does go kind of quick. But the good old days, try to be in them. Try to identify if you're in them. Are people going to look at photos of you and be able to admire that phase of life? What narrative would be in the photos? I was looking at my wife's old photos today. Photos before I met her when she was in her 20s. I'm like, who is this person? Look at this model. And she's like, do you really want to look at these boring photos? And I'm like, are you kidding? Hell yes. Looking at my family or my parents before my arrival. For some reason, it was just the best thing. It was amazing and so sad. Also, a major element of sadness, knowing how certain things can crumble, but as they're captured. And the amount of photos back then is just less, you know. Nowadays, you've already probably taken 20 photos today, but just the amount of photos from back in the day, so far fewer, that they're a little more special. I've talked about this before, but your grandparents, less photos of them. Your great-grandparents, it's probably a couple photos of them. Great-great-grandparents, I don't know. Did someone paint them once? And then before that, no one knows. No one knows how they looked. No one documented their looks. Most homo sapiens in the history of the world, unphotographed. I did say that to my wife. I was telling her about the photos. And I was like, you know something? When you look at photos of your parents, your hot mom, your handsome dad back in the 70s, and it makes you feel something just know you're that right now. I like comparison history. Comparison history is fun. I think about some of the musicians, some of the rappers my students wouldn't really know about. Less and less of my students will know Tupac. And I go, wow, none of you? Okay, one in the back, you know Tupac, you know his music? It's not cool. It's not cool anymore. They were born in like 2002, my students. Tupac died in the mid-90s. That'd be the equivalent to me having a teacher in high school say, you guys like Ricky Nelson? You guys into Ricky Nelson? And we're all like, Ricky who? Ricky Nelson? And then my teacher feels the need to put on Ricky Nelson the way I would put on Tupac and say, isn't this great? Just to look at their blank faces. Uh, no. If I had a teacher put on Ricky Nelson? Would I appreciate this? 15-year-old Josh Rosenberg. I went to a garden party. Uh-huh. Reminisced with my old friends. Then what happened? A chance to share old memories and play our songs again. Oh, Ricky. When I got to the garden party, mm-hmm. they all knew my name. No one recognized me. 
but it's all right now I learned my lesson well you see you can't please everyone so you got to please yourself got to please yourself I would have said to the teacher turn this shit off but nowadays you kidding me that's so good you know that's good you know that shit's good all right drop a nice rating on iTunes do it and have yourself a swell day Peace, my good folks. This episode, it's in the books. I'll talk to you soon.